Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Broad Atlas podcast. I'm your host, Christina, and for our first episode, I'll be talking about one of my favorite cities in the world, Istanbul, Turkey. But before I begin, I just want to let you know what type of information you're going to hear on this show. I mean, this isn't your regular social media, um, condonast, lonely planet travel information. This is like very affordable, attainable information. And I want you to be able to see these wonderful cities, not so much quickly, but as much as you can and at the lowest possible price. With that said, let's get into it. I've got my wine and I'm excited to relive this moment again. Well, all of these moments again. So let's begin with stay. Um, I was fortunate enough to stay with my boyfriend at the time. He was teaching English in Istanbul, so I didn't have to pay for accommodations, but I did look into this for you guys. Um, An Airbnb in the area that I stayed called Balat, B-A-L-A-T. I will list everything in the show notes. Um, This is a neighborhood that I absolutely recommend for a number of reasons. First is how affordable it is. Um, It's about... $150 to $200 Canadian. So I'd say about 100 to 120 US, maybe. I don't know. 150 tops for seven days. Absolutely affordable. That's like half a night. That's like four hours in a hotel. And in my opinion, hotels are boring and isolating. I would recommend an Airbnb or a hostel anytime any city, any day of the week. Um, Even if you're traveling with a partner, I mean, it's so, like, Airbnb gives you an opportunity to, and I also mean like a shared Airbnb, not where you're like the king of the palace. Like you can get a private room if you want some privacy, but it gives you, it affords you the opportunity to stay with people who are like really cool and open-minded. And trust me, they know where the good bars are. Okay, I'll stop ranting, but um, Ballot. Uh, Ballot is a neighborhood that is right by the water, the Bosphorus Strait and the Golden Horn. The Bosphorus Strait is just so rich in history. It is where the Black Sea and the Mediterranean meet. Magic. Um, Staying in this area affords you the opportunity to watch every sunrise and sunset in all of its golden glory. Just do it. This neighborhood is also filled with so many remarkable people, Um, young people, older people, families, um, just some of the best cafes and um, just it's it's just wonderful. Like there, everybody talks to everybody. Um, everyone's shouting at everybody. This is where you want to stay for a week or however long you'll be visiting Istanbul. A special shout out to Ozgur and Damla. I love you. You're my Turkish miniatures for life. Um, it is their place that I stayed, um, in Balat and I will forever be grateful. 
So while Ballot is my number one recommendation, my second recommendation is on the Asian side in Katakoi. It's hip, it's young, and we'll get into it later, um, but I want to stay on the European side for now. Um, Taksim, you're probably shouting at me. Taksim, in my opinion, is boring. It looks like every ugh, American kind of pedestrian commercial area. It's, it's lovely because it is Istanbul and it's beautiful and hilly, but it's not exactly local. It's very touristy. Do. What to do and see in Istanbul. I have five recommendations and on the top of that list, the most important, if you do not make it to anything else in Istanbul, you must make it to this, is the Aya Sophia because it is just the most important Byzantine structure in the world. And it is beautiful. It is filled with the most beautiful light. It is gorgeous. You must see it. Number two is the Blue Mosque. The Blue Mosque is an Ottoman era mosque um, and it is an active mosque. So in this mosque, you ladies must cover their hair and their shoulders. So if you didn't bring a scarf with you, um, you can go to the bazaar and get one, or you can buy them anywhere. Um, but you must cover your, try to cover your hair and shoulders. Like, I mean, don't wear like a mini to a mosque, you know better. And if you don't know better, you probably shouldn't be traveling. My third recommendation is the Grand Bazaar. It is one of the oldest and largest bazaars in the world. There are, I think, over 4,000 little shops. And these shops are called um, in Turkish dolap, which means cupboard. Um, there, it is so exciting. Um, there's hustle and bustle and people shouting and tea trays being passed around it is it is an awesome experience it is here that i recommend that um, you buy these soaps uh, ladies load up buy as many as you can they're all natural they're made with natural ingredients and oils and they even contain rose petals and the nuts of and the shells of nuts <laughs> um, inside the soap for exfoliation um, and perfume and tea and Turkish delight. My favorite is pistachio and rose. Um, it is also here that you could buy kilim rugs and tea towels and pillowcases, just some of the most beautiful things. I also recommend buying a tea set or a Turkish coffee pot if you like Turkish coffee and the Turkish coffee from here. And another tip, do not bargain here. Our dollar is worth double, sometimes double and a half in Turkey. So all of these souvenirs are very affordable. Like I'd be the first person to tell you not to buy it, but just don't bargain with the guy. Like they'll probably throw something in because they're super nice people. They'll probably even like have you sit down and eat some Turkish delight and chai. Like just buy it, do it, give in. The next place is the Basilica Cistern. Um, and a cistern houses water. And let me tell you, I know this is not a history podcast, but this is six 
century. Like this is old as fuck. Um, and it is also the most beautiful thing you will ever see. Um, and there's also a statue of Medusa. So I do recommend that. And my final recommendation is the Galata Bridge. So the Galata Bridge, I recommend this activity during the day, um, grab a simit, grab a chai, and people watch on the bridge. There are tons of fishermen, tons of pigeons, tons of people coming and going. There are young boys jumping off the bridge for the tourists, diving off the bridge, flipping off the bridge for tourists. If you like to take photos, this is a great place. And if you're adventurous, this is an this is a time to step up your adventure game and eat a mussel from a fisherman off the bridge for 30 cents. I did it and I lived to tell the tale. So just try it. It was delicious. Okay, so if you go to all of those places in Istanbul, you've, you're already successful. And so the first four places that I mentioned, Hagia Sophia, Blue Mosque, Grand Bazaar, and Basilica, you can grab a museum pass that's 85 Turkish lira. So depending on where you're from, that could be anywhere from 30 to $40. Um, and it's it's all in there, plus more museums if you're a museum buff or an art buff. Um, and the Galata Bridge is obviously free. Um, another thing I would recommend is Salt Galata. Um, it is a museum and a, like kind of like a cultural center. The building is beautiful and they house a lot of contemporary art upstairs. So I do recommend that. Now let's go to Katakoy, the Asian side. So you can go to the Asian side of Turkey. You can go to Asia for $1.75. Take the ferry. What people don't know is that you can buy the bus pass. A bus pass will take you to the other side because that's how people commute. So don't go buy a ferry ticket. Go buy a one-time use bus pass. You're welcome. So on the ferry, I think it's about 20 minutes You'll get to take in the scenery of the city and you can just see how everybody just hustles and bustles. Um, you will also see some large scale art from the French artist JR. It's gorgeous. It's magical. If you've already seen it, send me your photo. I want to see it. I'll put my Instagram in the show notes. I love it. He's so talented and he has a bunch of portraits all over Istanbul. Okay, back to Katakoy. Katakoy is a laid-back neighborhood known for its Turkish pizza called Lakmajun, which I will mention in food again, um, indie boutiques, hip cafes, Anatolian eateries and music. This is where you want to spend your evenings. This is where the entertainment is. During the day, it is filled with art spaces, music venues, galleries, awesome cafes. My favorite, favorite cafe was Yer Cafe, um, and it's in the Moda area, but amazing Turkish breakfast. And I forgot to mention my favorite cafe in uh, Balat was called Koza, 
That is C-O-Z-A. And again, I'll put that in the show notes. It was wonderful. And I would either, weather permitting, either have my coffee there, journal, read, talk to the owner, or take my coffee to the Bosphorus and just hang out there and watch the fishermen and same, read and journal. So in Katakoi, there is tons of shopping in this area. A lot of small hip boutiques. Um, and Turkish girls, they dress like French girls. They're very smart. So you'll find like classic pieces. They love a red lip, so tons of lipsticks available. Um, in this area also, there's tons of antique shopping. And if you find something and you don't feel like carrying it with you, maybe you're going to multi-cities, you can ship it to your home. Um, I regret not doing this. There is a rug that... I will never have, but I have to live with that, but you don't have to. So just ship it home. I think it's like 15 bucks, which is like cheap. Just do it. And there's an area called Moda. In this area, you can watch the sunrise, sunset. Um, and this is a really good um, viewpoint and a really great spot to take photos. And for bars, there is a street called like Bar Street. The Turkish version is Barlar Sokak, butchered it, but it, def it, it just translates to Bar Street. Um, and my favorite bar was called Arka Oda, and it's like multi-floor, tons of music, garden bar, affordable drinks, and let me just tell you something about alcohol in Istanbul. They have these like little kiosks. They're not really kind of frowned upon, but not frowned upon. So try to buy your alcohol early at the kiosks um, and be careful what you choose. A lot of the wine isn't very good and it tastes like vinegar, but you're awesome and you're a trooper and a nomad and you're gonna drink it anyway. We're friends for life. Also in this area, you are going to find a hidden gem and it is called the Baris Mancho Museum. Um, Baris Mancho was a pioneer in Turkey. Um, he did some Turkish Anatolian rock. He tried to break into the US market. You can listen to his album on YouTube. It's amazing. Sometimes it's a little funny, but he his Turkish music is incredible. He is just like, a fucking unicorn. He's amazing. And of course there is a museum in his honor. Like I wish Toronto had one. I'm upset that I didn't get to go. Um, I didn't know about it at the time or else I would have purchased thousands of t-shirts, merch. Um, but with that said, fun fact, he also had a children's TV show. So the kids love him as well. He is just, he's so cool. So don't miss it. I think it's like five or 10 lira to get in. So just divide that in half and that's how much it costs to get in. Um, yeah, on to, oh, let's also mention one more Turkish superstar, Selda Bajan. She is amazing. She has Instagram. Just please follow her and just listen to her music. She's wonderful. All right. On to the universal language, food. So Turkey is known for a lot of things. One, it being chai, it's tea. Um, it is a tradition. 
everybody is drinking it at all times of the day with ample amount of sugar. Um, men are delivering it. Young boys are delivering it to each other. Everybody makes sure everybody has the sufficient amount of tea in their system all day. People sit and enjoy and drink and you should too. Um, you'll become addicted. It's hard not to. It's perfectly brewed with or without sugar. It's divine and I recommend that you take something home with you. Turkish coffee, jet fuel. You have to get used to it, um, but if you're a coffee drinker, you're gonna love it. It's always served with a glass of water and a chocolate or candy. Um, it's just like a little treat. You also, you won't really find people walking with coffee. That is, that is very like a North American thing. Um, everybody sits and enjoys their drinks. Um, simit, oh, simit. Simit is Turkish bagel. It is delicious. You should eat your weight in simit without regret. Just do it. Give in to Turkey. Just do it. Uh, Lakmajun is Turkish pizza. You can find it everywhere. Um, Katakoy is really known for it. So if you're going to go onto the Asian side, just eat it there. It's delicious. Anthony Bourdain mentions it in his, his TV show as well because it is just tradition. It's a staple. Another thing I loved was chorba which is Turkish lentil soup. It is divine and especially substantial and filling if you're on a budget because everything in Turkey is served with a basket of bread. So that's just basically how you're going to eat it. Just dunking loaves of bread inside this delicious lentil soup. I also recommend adding the hot pepper. If it's not on the table, just ask for it. They'll give you whole peppers to put inside. It's divine. Um, and you'll notice that a lot of uh, Turkish meals are vegetarian. Meat is very expensive in Turkey, so when you do buy it, it's it's quite on the expensive side, like good alcohol as well. It's it's expensive, um, but they're they have tons of like chocolate and candy and dessert that is very affordable and delicious. Um, it could get a little dangerous, but with that said, I had the best meatball sandwich it's called kofte and i bought it from this guy who had like a little stand out street stand outside and he gives you like a little stool to sit while you have chai and while he makes your sandwich and it was super cool my turkish wasn't very good at the time it's not good right now and we basically communicated through food like i just gave him a bunch of like oh mm, mm, and he understood and he gave me another one for free the next day um, if you eat meat i recommend getting kofte another street vendor is um pilaf turkish pilaf so it's rice with chickpeas inside and they also break up a little bit of pasta in this and you can just buy it on any street corner um, if you're on the go if you've eaten too much simit or dessert you can just have this um, you don't need to go anywhere too fancy in Istanbul to enjoy a meal like everything is affordable delicious and fresh and last but most certainly not least is the Turkish hammam, the Turkish spa. I went to one and I went to it 
every single day. I will let you know the price at the end because it's shocking, but let me give you the name. I'm going to butcher this. It's called Tarihi Arabathilar. Oh, I went Spanish on that. Hamami. It's in Balat. Um, and I'll put in the show notes. Um, so I went late at night with my partner at the time. So usually they separate the men and the women. So you go on the women's side, men's side. Um, but I think if you go late at night, there aren't too many people there. So they don't really care about the rules. This is by far one of my favorite travel stories. So I'm going to share that with you another day. But let me just tell you about the service. Um, you get there, you have this most traditional, beautiful, um, cleansing, exfoliating treatment um, with a massage. And this was the best massage I've ever had in my life. And it's a double massage. So they massage all your tight muscles and loosen you up and then go over your entire body, body again. It is magical. It is grossly underpriced um and it is the most relaxing thing you will ever experience i barely barely could walk um and i'm gonna like i said this is another episode i'm gonna get into it later um it's funny but it's great and the whole two hour treatment cost canadian twenty dollars and I thought that was like, like I said, grossly underpriced that we literally threw like 200 bucks at the guy just because we just like, we couldn't let that happen. Like we couldn't, he, he, he deserved so much more. He refused it so many times that we had to leave it on his desk and run. Um, but um, like I said, the Turkish spa, if you can't make it to the one in Ballot, which you should just go to anyone. It's a tradition and it's worth it. So I hope that my tips were exciting. Um, um, I'm going to share some of the stories and the experiences that I had with people in another episode, but I just wanted to give you the gist, the basic, the meat of Istanbul and how magical it is. And I also just want to let you know how much I spent in total. So I spent $650 on the flight, $40 on my museum pass, and $800 of spending money. And please keep in mind that I ate out for every meal and I bought souvenirs. So that came to $14.90. Yes, I did have a place to stay, but had I stayed in an Airbnb, it'd be another $150. That's $16.40. That is less than my rent here in Toronto or New York or pretty much like every major city in the world now. Um, and this is this is part of the why I started this podcast. I I know travel is affordable. There are some comforts that we can let go and there are some tips that we can all share with each other so that everybody can have this like opportunity for excitement, for these experiences and for growth. Thank you for listening. My name is Christina and I always want to remind you, you can see the world if you want to. See you next Tuesday.